GameStop calls in the big guns, we dig into the eShop of horrors, and the next generation spends some quality time with the Blue Bomber. This is Super Nintendads. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Super Nintendads Entertainment Podcast. My name is Todd Hunt and joining me today is my co-host, Mike. How are you, bud? I'm well. Uh, happy to be here. We've been talking about doing this for a long time and finally we are doing it. We're going to force our kids to watch and play things that we think are great and they couldn't care less about. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's hope it doesn't scar them for life. So each week we'll explore the best and worst of 80s and 90s gaming and pop culture and taking the kids along for the ride. But first, the news. This is 8-Bits. Here's where we run down eight brief news stories, some Nintendo, some not Tendo. Let's get into it. Number one, according to website The Verge, former Nintendo of America president Reggie fils has joined GameStop's board of directors. fils stepped down as Nintendo of America's president in February 2019 after a decade in the role. Now he's joining Team GameStop with two other interesting additions. Former CEO of Walmart, William Simon, and the current CEO of PetSmart, James Simancic. GameStop stock has been in the toilet since hitting a high of six, 63 bucks in 2017. Today's price, four bucks. Yikes. What do you think? I don't know. Will it make a difference? I, I like Reggie. I'm a big Reggie guy. Um, always liked watching him. Always He's excited. The best. Always excited for everything he introduced. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how does he how does he turn this ship around? I mean, I, I can't even imagine my dream scenario. And if they gave him all the cash and all the power in the world, what what would it do? I know. I kind of I kind of agree with. You. I mean, obviously, there's just some heavy hitters here. I mean, somebody who once ran Walmart and somebody who is the current CEO of PetSmart, along with the cult of personality that Reggie has. I mean, the only thing that Reggie can do is really be Reggie, right? Maybe he can somehow bring people to GameStop just by being. Reggie, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, people like the guy. and I don't think anyone's ever said a bad word about him as far as the fans go. And you know how fickle fans can be. I agree. I mean, he's really genuine. He's a really good face to have on the board. Mm-hmm. Let's, see if, let's see if it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, and you have to give him some. I mean, he was the president of Nintendo for 10 years during some good times, some great times, and obviously some bad times as well with the Wii U. I was going to say, you could say Wii U. It's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of didn't want to. It's like saying um, Macbeth in a theater. You say it three times and you're in for it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Again, it don't might make a difference. It might not. I, you know, I kind of like seeing him in the public eye regardless because I feel like he'll do something funny. Well, I'm rooting for him. Agreed, me too. Number two, looks like it's time for Super Mario to hit the bricks. Lego has partnered with the plumber for something. A cryptic video showing a Mario minifigure with a digital question mark on his chest was posted by Nintendo of America's Twitter account. All right, what, what's this all about? I, I, well, it's Lego set. I, I, I don't know if Lego's going into doing Mario games. I mean, that'd be cool, and I'd buy one, but I don't, I don't know that that's what's happening. I think it's more likely a Lego set. But, you, but it, right. there was something digital about it, right? You said a di- digital question there's, mark? Yeah, there's a digital screen and his mouth is digital too. His mustache isn't digital, but the mouth under the mustache. He has digital teeth. Digital teeth, but a brick stash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so here, here's, my, here's my hope and here's my what the reality probably is. My hope is that we see a Mario Lego game. Which could could be a lot of fun because I love the Lego games. Uh, my son loves the villains um, Switch game, which I think is a ton of fun. And the Star Wars ones are incredible. So I would I'd love to see Mario kind of in a completely different role, like they did with um, Zelda for Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, Give it to another right. team and kind of trust them to do it. It's probably not that. I mean, it may extend into that, but it's probably Super Mario Brothers sets that are obviously made with Legos. And that's for me that I, I like I literally couldn't have got any better news. I shared this with my wife the second I saw it because my two my son's two favorite things right now are Nintendo and Legos. So it's this is a dream for me. But the one thing I was thinking is. What if they had like an Amiibo chip in them? For what exactly? I mean, well, what, I mean, what, what I mean, would it unlock? 
it could unlock anything, I guess. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where maybe they can just, you can use it to save files or something like that. Maybe we'll see some form of a Lego something in Smash. It all depends on how popular it is, I guess. I guess. It's wait it's, and see. It's probably none of that. It's probably just a Lego set, which is exciting enough. Sure. Number three, coronavirus is chaos for the gaming industry. Oh Delays are being, yeah, I mean, it's official now. We have seen the cancellation or the push of GDC to the summer of this year instead of March. And now we've seen E3 completely canceled. And I'm, I'm fine with this. I, I really am because I think that E3 has had kind of the death bells ringing for a while now. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with this. We should really just stop coughing on one another and stay away from one another for a while. Fair enough. Number four, the Nintendo PlayStation auction has ended. The incredibly rare prototype that was once born out of an almost partnership between Nintendo and Sony went for $300,000 with a $60,000 buyer's premium. The winning bid, Greg McLemore, former Pets.com founder. Thoughts on this? Um, Good for that guy. I mean... I'd love to have it if I had the cash. I don't know what I'd do with it. I know yeah. in every picture they show of the machine, it has some kind of Famicom cart sitting in it. Or is it yeah. a Super Famicom cart? It's a Super Famicom cart. Yeah, like I want to know what's on there. But beyond that, mm-hmm. and I'd love to have it, but I mean, mm-hmm. this guy's got it and he's got the cash and yeah. maybe he'll share some stuff with us. I have nothing, maybe he'll yeah. let us know what's up, what's on that cart. Yeah. I'm sure it's just an old version of Leisure Suit Larry. I would... That'd be worth it, maybe. That's yeah. worth the money. I pay yeah. double. Su- oh, sorry. Super laser suit, Larry. Mm. Right. Um, you know, the thing about this story that's interesting is Terry Diebold, the owner of it that recently sold it at auction, said that he was once offered $1.2 million for this unit. That hurts. A little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. At 300000 still the highest selling video game single unit at auction. So something there. Yeah. Number five, Kazuhisha Hashimoto, the creator of the Konami Code, has passed away. The Konami Code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, has been used to assist gamers and unlock Easter eggs since its inception in 1986. It was created by Hashimoto during the development of the NES port of Gradius. He thought it was too difficult. I kind of love that story because I've never heard how it was born, but I love it's kind of completely anti the get good community of today. And it's like, well, I'm not going to get good. I'm just going to make a code around it. Yeah. Was that something that people were doing? Were people putting codes into, were programmers putting codes into the games really that early? Because you look back and you look at like City Connection or Demon Sword, like there's not. God, I love City Connection. Yeah, I know you do. You know, like there weren't really codes programmed into those games. I think those are the ones that benefited the most from Game Genie and those type of things. Yeah, and I love that the feedback to the developers was like, it's too hard. Don't make it easier. Right, right. Yeah, I, I can't. Anyone yeah. but me. Just make it easier exactly. for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, only one, I'm the only one that should benefit from this code. I love that. We're talking about Gradius, but I mean, obviously everyone knows this as the Contra code. That's the mm-hmm. game that this really. And again, I, w- I wanted to say that this is the most famous code, but it's probably the only famous code, right? Name two other codes. I, I couldn't name one other than what we were talking about when we were on the phone the other day. Justin Bailey from Metroid. Yeah, not count. Okay, give me one more. <laughs> um, yep, I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't put a cartridge in the Master System, you get the Snake game. That's kind of a code. Mm. No, <laughs> nope, not at all. Not even close. Um, yeah, so rest in peace, Mr. Hashimoto. Number six. Scorpion and Smash Brothers? Ed Boon likes the idea. The Mortal Kombat co-creator recently shared his desire to have a Mortal Kombat character in Super Smash Brothers. Quote, for me personally, I can't speak of for all of Warner Brothers or anything. That would be kind of like a stamp of approval. It'd be like being part of the gang and all that stuff. End quote. Yeah, it would be super cool. Uh, who knows? I mean, right now, the most violent character who's got the most bodies to his name is probably Snake. I don't think, yeah, I mean, he's, Snake's probably actually worse than Scorpion, but I am, I think you're right. I I mean, possibly. I mean, Scorpion's like a demon or something, right? He has, you know. But Snake committed the ultimate sin. He smoked. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just think it's a sweet sentiment. It's like you have the guy who created the second most popular video game of all time behind Street Fighter. 
and he wants to be in Smash. Like he wants to be part of a Nintendo game. Like I just think that like it's sweet. I hope it works out for the guy. Yeah, we'll see. I maybe not Scorpion, but maybe Sub Zero or Liu Kang or Johnny Cage, someone a little bit more. They're all just as violent. Yeah, I don't know. Johnny Cage is kind of a dork. Mm, he's got the best shades. Sonya Blade. No, nah. I would never put her in there. Well, let's see. Number seven. The Nintendo Switch is coming to an airport terminal near you. According to Forbes, interactive language lounges are popping up in airports across the United States. Travelers will have access to games and can buy a system on the spot. Another move in a long list of Nintendo head scratchers. Maybe this one works out. What do you think? I don't know. I love that they're always tinkering and trying new stuff, but right. I, I'm not walking into a Nintendo airport lounge anytime soon. <laughs> Right. Well, what if your flight's delayed for like eight hours and there's a Nintendo lounge there? You're not going there? I don't know. That's like where the virus, that's where coronavirus hangs out, man. It's like the Nintendo lounge. It's all over those Switch controllers and all that. Like, that's exactly where that kind of stuff is. Right. But like, I don't think that you'd even go there to necessarily like, play, you know, what are you going to do playing a demo? You've beat every single game that they're going to have demos for. I, I don't have a purpose for this. And especially during an outbreak, I don't need to go there. They are always doing things that I'm like, that's ridiculous, you know, like ring fit or whatever. And, and people right. love that thing. And it's yeah. like, well, they, they know better than me. So maybe they belong in every airport all over the world. And right. I'm sure kids will love it. But I, I just it seems a little I, I it's not it's not for me. You know what? As far as the marketing goes, I think it's a great idea. I also think it's probably something that's planned to be very short term, maybe during this period where they want to sell the most product before Series X and PlayStation 5 comes out. Um, and I also think for people that may be on the fence or don't own Switches or Nintendo products, you know, it could be, I don't want to say an impulse buy, it's certainly out of the price range for that. But, you know, for people who don't have the system yet, it might be something, there might be something there. We'll find out. Or not. <laughs> or we'll never talk about it again. Yep, exactly. I'm, no it's, prob it's probably going to be closer to the latter. Mm. Number eight, Tiger handhelds are coming back. The once ubiquitous, often lampooned, and always annoying Little Systems will get a re-release via GameStop. Little Mermaid, Transformers, X-Men, and Sonic the Hedgehog 3 will make the first wave. They're coming this fall, going for $14.99. I cannot wait to buy one of these and throw them in the bottom of my junk drawer. Next, something we call the eShop of horrors. Every week we make each other play games from the eShop. Sometimes they're good and most times they're not. Mike, I gave you Speed Dating for Ghosts. You gave me Ski Sniper. Where should we start? Tell me what it's like to snipe skiers. Oh, man. it. Oof. You know, I really have kind of been up and down with this game. Um, you know, first when you told me about it, I thought James Bond or like Inception, that part where they storm that big building in the snow. Right. Or, you're, you're picturing you're on skis. You're holding a sniper rifle. Yeah, right, maybe there's some there's a bad element around. You're, yeah. you're you're helping a government, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I'm saving the president. I what I really thought the first time I thought it was that scene in True Lies where he's like escaping in the tuxedo and he has, there's like literally people on skis trying to shoot him. Right. And uh, are there snowmobilers in that scene too? Probably. Yeah, of course. If not, there should have been. I mean, that would be the, that would be the spinoff. Snee, ski, I mean, snow, snowmobile spiker, sniper. True mobiles. <laughs> True mobile sniper. Um, well, then after that, I thought maybe it was like, uh, like a nonlinear attempt at making like a, the biathlon in string or like a dumbed down name for the biathlon, like skiing, then sniping. So we know where this is leading. It turned out to be none of those things. You tell me and the and everyone listening what it actually is cuz I know cuz I played it as well. I'm going to I'm going to let you know. I'm going to just tell you what the game description says from developer Crazy Rocks. Okay. Have you ever wondered how difficult it is to shoot a ski jumper on the fly with a sniper rifle? Ski jumper, ski sniper gives you perfect opportunity to find out. Yeah. Little, so little yeah, broken English there. Okay. A little broken English. The, this game is literally about you sniping at ski jumpers. Uh, again, these are there's no background. These are, from what I understand, innocent innocent skiers. Uh, they didn't kidnap the princess or murder your lover, steal a microfilm. They just are talented, very talented ski jumpers. Actually, in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you get paid handsomely for doing it. Um, 
yeah, it's really sociopathic, but it's pretty fun. It's not the easiest to control. I don't think I actually sniped a skier for the first 30 or 40 attempts. It is a little difficult, yeah. Yeah, but once I got into a groove, I started to get it, and you are treated to a bone-breaking x-ray a la Mortal Kombat or the sniper games if you do hit the skier in like vital organs like lungs or spine or Mm -hmm. heart. And um, yeah, it's pretty gruesome. It's pretty... It's pretty gruesome and it's pretty fun, but it outlasts its welcome pretty quickly as well. But also only like $4, right? Yeah, it's like 4 bucks, And I'm sure I'll throw it on every now and then, but it's just really difficult. And now, now when I was reading that it was initially a Steam game, I'm wondering if there was a way to control it with a mouse. Because it would probably be way easier to do it and probably way more fun if you could do it. But I mean, there's times where I'd go through a whole run of like 10 skiers that jumped and I didn't have one hit. What did you yeah. think? You played it, you said. Yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot. Um, a lot, really? That's the word we're using. Yeah, I liked. I don't know why. Listen, sometimes when people just go for it and try to be like super stupid and absurd, yeah, it it like it, like it, human fall flat. Yeah, there's just like a novelty that comes. With, it's just like this is so ridiculous that someone right. sat down, they spent a few months or years designing a game where the only point is you're just going to wait for people to go off Olympic ski jumps and do your best to take them out of the air with a sniper rifle. Someone thought of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just just make the game and see how it goes. Yeah. And I think that should be rewarded with four of my dollars. I don't think it's that bad it's at all. It's worth $4. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's glitchy and the gra- graphics aren't great. And like I said, yeah. the controls certainly aren't ideal. But yeah, for $4, it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But it and just I, doesn't last very long. The You know, once you do get that first hit, though, you're like, oh, man, I'm playing this game. For, I'm going to play this game for three hours straight and get every upgraded weapon that I possibly can, including the crossbow. Because who doesn't want to crossbow somebody if I'm already sniping them with a the gun? Right. So question is, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you recommending this one? I originally gave it to you thinking <laughs> it was going to be a real turd sandwich, but it sounds like we both surprisingly found for $4 some be uh, for I will have to gi- I have to give it a thumbs up because it's four bucks. Which is also so you can either buy one share of GameStop or, or <laughs> Ski Sniper. Yeah. Okay. I think so. for four bucks, I mean, yeah, it's worth it. And you know, if you can put up with a little bit of a tough turning learning curve, yeah, it's 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 fine. Cool. And like sociopathic. That. Yeah. And you had Speed Dating for Ghosts, which I gave you because it gave me a very Toby Fox Undertale kind of vibe, and I thought this could be a diamond in the rough. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. I I think I got the better end of this deal. Um, Really great. Yeah. I think it, it like, listen, I like dating Sims. I like, uh, I like story driven, narrative driven stuff. I like when people just go really out there and, uh, you know, just try some crazy, silly things. This was one of those games that just from the first time I started playing it, I was like, okay, I'm going to get to the, I'm going to see what happens with every one of these ghosts. I'm Did curious. you go through it with every ghost? You have many, I can you choose? Through, I went through with almost every, I think there's, mm, I want to say there's like 10 to 12. Oh, get maybe. out of here. How long does each one run? Uh, it's very quick. I mean, it's broken up into rooms. So mm-hmm. like you can, and then within each room, I think there's three ghosts and each ghost goes two rounds and you can ask questions and have a conversation. But my absolute favorite part was I sat down originally when they when you first load into the game, you meet like the manager or head of the speed dating, who's also a dead ghost, right? As opposed, so you're to a dead ghost. ghost in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a ghost. She was a ghost, and they kind of like onboard you and interview you and ask you questions. And sometimes when you play these games, you either play as yourself and you answer questions as yourself, or you slip into a character and you do it that way. Right. Um, I answered it as myself. I'm like, so what would my opinions in my life be like in right. speed dating for ghosts? And they booted me out to the lobby. They were like, how does this sound? Does this sound interesting? Oh, I was that's like, great. You couldn't trick them. I couldn't trick them. You couldn't I was like, like eh. brute force your way through it. Yeah, no, you couldn't. And they were like, does it, are you ready to get into it? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just was like very passive. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, it sounds not, like you're not ready. They loaded me back out to the menu and I had wow. to start again. That's so great. I, yeah, so I wasn't good enough for, for date, uh, dating ghosts, I guess. Um, very cool. I, I'm glad that you liked it. I, I think I'm probably going to pick it up myself. It looks... Check it out. Super charming. Great art. uh, Great music. I recommend it. And I thought it was hilarious that the Switch version, I think, was released on Valentine's Day. So if you felt like you just needed a date and the best you could do was uh, someone dead in a video game. Well, you know what? Some of them were nice guys. You could do a lot worse. I I ended up robbing a bank with a guy. So get out of here. Oh, wait. How does that work in a dating sim? 
it gets really silly because you, you meet each one of them twice and then they're like, so who do you want to follow up with and go on a date with? And one dude I ended up robbing a bank with oh, and it got really here. awkward. Yeah. And it got really awkward because one of the other ghosts who I was be dating showed up to the robbery. Oh, and I was like, that's oh. awesome. So you got and caught. I, yeah. So I got right. And I was like, oh, I said I'd meet you, but I wanted to rob a bank with this guy. That's and really funny that it can, it's like connected like that. That's great. Sounds yeah, like a dude, lot of fun. It's fun. And I think it's, you know, pretty cheap. It's what is it? Nine, 13 bucks, somewhere between nine and 13. It's, you know, it's priced like an indie game. Um, and I, I laughed a lot. I thought it was, it's, oh, that's great. Still, it's silly. And I love when people just go for it. So speed dating for ghosts, super cool. Uh, recommend. Very, very cool. Anything else on the eShop that has your interest or what are the kids playing? Uh, not a lot that the kids are into right now. That's from the eShop. Um, but I have been playing, what is it? One Finger Death Punch 2. Oh, have you really? Yeah, and uh, that's super cool. It's just it's just quick reflexes, killing guys, kung fu, left and right. There's only two buttons. Very cool. Um, and it's you know almost rhythm, but not quite a rhythm game. Right, it's just, sure. It's just it's just quick reflex. I I'm having a lot of fun with that. That's, that's super great. cool too. Um, we're yeah, um, we're in the process of doing like a a full complete uh, platinum run, if you will, of uh, Luigi's Mansion Three on Switch. Oh, nice. So because, what do you have to do? Do you get anything for like 100%ing it? I mean, uh, well, obviously. the one thing that's cool is if you find all of like these mini ghosts or they look like boos from Super Mario World, like hidden, your flashlight takes on the face of a boo ghost. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if the ending's different, but I we had discussed when I was talking to you few, uh, last week that my son beat Luigi's Mansion and started crying hysterically when he realized it was over, uh, which I think was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. He yeah, just couldn't kids believe. Don't like when things, they don't like when things are over. Yeah, he couldn't believe like it was done. So when I told him, you can just start it again. Like he literally lit it. Like it was Christmas all over again for him. So we decided to just kind of go and do all the stuff we didn't do the first time. You can collect gems on every floor and ghosts on every floor. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I haven't checked out Vitamin Connection yet. That's the one eShop game that I want to check out from uh, WayForward, who obviously is famous for Shantae, but also developed my favorite game of last fall, which was uh, River City Girls. Oh, I never played River City Girls. Oh, it's so good. It's such a cool twist on the uh, brawler River City Ransom uh, formula. Right. The guys get kidnapped and the girls go to help them or something. Exactly. Like, exactly. Right. And it's done really well. I mean, it plays, it feels really good to play. Uh, WayForward's just a great developer. And Vitamin Connection, you had said you got it or you didn't? I got it. I played it. It's okay. Um, okay. I like the way it looks. I like the way it plays, but it wasn't exactly perfect for me and my kids. Right. Okay. There's a lot of like Joy-Con manipulation and, you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's very well crafted. It's, yeah, and it's, I, and it's I a, imagine and, it would be. And it's a pretty game. Um, cool. So I, I'd even recommend checking it out. I just, I might check it out. Maybe it would I be better, like I, something for us to play together rather than with our kids. Yeah. hundred percent. It looks like a little con right. in the hand of a four or five year old. It just right. gets a little frustrating and you have to work together to do almost everything. Right. So, you don't want to end up yelling at your kids. It's just bad business. <laughs> right. Yeah. That never leads in a good place. All right. Well, that is the eShop of Horror for this week. Thanks for recommending Ski Sniper. And I'm really glad that you had a lot of fun with Speed Dating for Ghosts. I'm going to check it out myself. This week, it's all about Mega Man 2. We took our kids on a little nostalgia trip to experience one of the defining games of the 8-bit generation. It's also one of the most difficult. But before we get into their reactions, here are a few little-known facts about the Blue Bomber. Number one, Mega Man wasn't always Mega Man. And I know what you're thinking, but he wasn't always Rockman either. During development, he went through many names, including Battle Kid, Mighty Kid, and Knuckle Kid. But the best name to be pitched was featured in a 1987 issue of Famatsu Magazine, the Battle Rainbow Rockman. Love that. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Number two, Dr. Wily's design was based on Albert Einstein and Dr. Light's was based on, do you know? I do know, I think, Santa Claus. <laughs> That's right. Old Saint Nick himself. Nice. Number three, Mega Man 2 almost didn't happen. Sales of the first one were low, and it was only with the special permission of Capcom's vice president that development was allowed to proceed. But there was a catch. The staff had to work on it concurrently with other projects on their own time. A labor of love in the truest sense of the word. 
Isn't it's it crazy a, that it almost wasn't a thing? It almost I mean, wasn't a thing. You know, the craziest part is that not only was it almost a thing, the franchise wasn't almost a thing. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. It, and now it's, we have more than I can even remember. Oh, yeah. No, there's so much. It's yeah, it's pretty amazing. Number four, Mega Man shares some of its DNA with Astro Boy. Capcom once had the license for Astro, but lost it. So they created their own version. As you do. So how they, how, as you do. So how they screw that up? Any idea how they lost the license? <clears throat> I think it probably just ran out before they had a chance to do anything with it. Apparently, Astro Boy is in the credits of Mega Man 1. Yeah, I heard that someplace, but I, I've never confirmed. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. It's something we need to look into. Okay. Num- number five. Even in recent video games, Mega Man still has an influence. In Square Enix's 2010 release, Just Cause 2, there's an Easter egg that allows you to actually play the NES version of Mega Man 2. And as we've discussed, neither one of us have any idea how that happens, because Nintendo's not involved with Just Cause as far as I know, and neither is Capcom. So if anyone has any idea how they pulled this off, shoot us an email. Yeah, it's a real head-scratcher. It is a head-scratcher. On a personal note, Mega Man 2 is my favorite game from the 8-bit generation. It was the first game I beat on my own with some schoolyard and Nintendo Power Assistance. And I have the fondest memories associated with it, especially around playing it during long Christmas breaks. Mega Man 2 spawned an entire series of successful games, and it's the most successful Mega Man game of all time. Still? It's still still the most? It's still the number one. Okay. It takes the framework of Mega Man 1, a game with great potential, it refines it, adds to it, or simply makes it better. It increases the number of bosses and weapons you can wield from 6 to 8, has stunning graphics, and introduces various puzzles to be solved throughout the game. The music simply rips, as we know, and it's difficult but challenging and accessible and rewards you for the work you put into it. If you've never played it, you must, and if it's been a while since you have, you should do yourself the favor of revisiting this deservingly legendary game. And forcing your kids to. <laughs> exactly. Anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, let's say, you know, I, I found what was on the back of the box. Cause oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I think it's worth a read because before your IGNs and your Game Informers and your Kotakus and any other place you go to find your game news and reviews, uh, it was just all about looking at the back of the box and getting a good gut feeling or a bad gut feeling. Right, of course. So, so. Here's what we would have seen walking into Toys R Us, wherever you get your games. Here's the back of the box. Mega Man 2 is the sequel to the NES game Mega Man. In this game, Metal Man, Air Man, Bubble Man, Quick Man, Crash Man, Flash Man, Heat Man, and Wood Man are Dr. Wily's eight prized creations that have been sent to take over the world. As Mega Man defeats these bosses, he can steal their powers and use them for himself. Each robot master is weak against another's weapon. And through experimentation, Mega Man can gain the upper hand by using the weapon they're vulnerable against. Other additions to the game include the E-Tank, an item that can be used at any time to completely refill Mega Man's energy, and a password system, which allows players to continue their game by recording which robot masters have been defeated and how many E-Tanks they have. Mega Man 2 also removes the scoring system from the original game. Uh, which I barely remember, but I guess yeah. the scoring system... I know. There wasn't what, even a leaderboard as far as I know, right? There's nothing. It didn't. No, I don't think that. so. I don't even think it gives you like a free life at a certain point. Like many games did at that time. Yeah. What else struck you from the playthrough? Uh, it's easier than I remember, but yeah. probably just, probably just because I know the order. Right. I thought so too. I, I, there's order like, that's literally like, yeah, just ingrained in me then. Cause I just decided to do a route that I thought I was doing almost at random. And it's probably exactly the route I took a hundred times. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's in the muscle memory somewhere, and yeah. and just kind of knowing who to go to and what to use on which boss. And what's funny is I didn't even remember until I looked it up that they tell you right on the back of the box that like, hey, you're going to defeat guys, you're going to get stuff, and use that stuff against other guys because they're going to yeah. be weak against that stuff. Um, that was something that, I thought was entirely a Nintendo Power type thing. I didn't realize yeah. it was right there on the box. Yeah, they were like, heads up, it's not as crazy as you think it is. And also, they were like, hey, remember, it was like hard in the first game, but like we're helping you out this time with an E-Tank and right. uh, a password system. So it, it's almost like they... they they're they great. They're great. Uh, they're great additions. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly important. And I think really opened it up to people who were like, you know, I beat one, like in, in, in the first game, I beat one or two guys... I died. It's like, I'm not right. doing, you never I'm got not through doing it again. I right. Just forget, forget that somewhere. You know, that's the biggest problem with some of those earlier games is that you just don't want to sit down for two and a half hours to finish a game. I mean, 
It's not something we have the time to obviously do now. Yeah. So there's absolutely nothing left to do but get into it. Let's take a listen to some clips of our kids doing their absolute best to get through Mega Man 2. Tell me how you're doing. Good. I died. Oh, I'm doing bad. Can I rewind that, please? No. Oh, come on! No. I'm rewinding. I was doing so well. No! Jump into it again. <laughs> come on! I died, so I think it's good, but um, it's too intense. Yeah, you finally did it. can turn into things to catch people and he can turn into a cage and he, and he can turn into Eva robot and he can even change his color to match um, the robot's look. I always thought these guys looked like flying hamburgers when I was little. What? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. What do you think they look like? They look like flying hamburgers. See? Ah! <laughs> You're just a Donatees. It's just a flying hamburger. Oh, cheeseburger, of course. <laughs> This game sounds right. What is your favorite part of playing video games? Uh, because I like the boss fights. That's my favorite part. So now I can play again. What is that? I'm pressing jump and it's pushing me out of the way. Stupid piece of junk. This is garbage. Oh no! 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 Eesh. Maybe next week we go a little bit easier on them. Maybe. So the one thing the kids really liked, and how could you not, was the music. Right. Mega Man 2 has the most famous soundtrack in all of retro gaming. Its composer... Takashi Tataishi does not have the storied career composing classic soundtracks that you would imagine, unlike Koji Kondo, who is responsible for almost all of Nintendo's catchy and lasting tunes. Although Tataishi does have some other credits of note, such as Willow and Sidearms on the Turbo Graphics, Mega Man 2 remains the most lasting and celebrated of his work. Yeah, the music's great. And there's a pretty big community of people online that cover this stuff. So, um, it was really fun to just click around with the kids and show them different covers. Yeah. What it sounds like with a live band, what people are doing with the music. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, you could spend hours and never see the same clip twice. Oh yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the music is great and it, and it really, it translates to so many, you know, different kind acoustic metal acapella, all kinds of things. So we dug up some gems and, uh, yeah, let's roll a couple. So the first, um, is a metal cover of the Wily's Castle theme by Michael Sobin. Check this out. Amazing. I mean, I mean, forget like good video game music. That's just great music. And the oh, guy, yeah. he, I mean, he obviously shreds. It sounds incredible. It's great. My, I remember my brother uh, is a guitarist and he showed me this one clip on something where they had Avenged Sevenfold listen to their solos and then Nintendo games and try to pick which one was which. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> um, it's like the reverse engineered of this. But yeah, no, I think for some reason, um, video games, especially like retro games, really 
play well on guitar. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. He, I've, that's one of the best I've ever heard. Yeah, it's really I, like I can't. If you just watch his hands, it's insane. It's all on. It's on YouTube. Look him up. Next one. Uh, so Bit Brigade is the next band. They play live. They do the whole soundtrack live that's, while a dude pl- while a dude plays the game in the background. So basically, they mute the game. The dude plays it on a projector uh, projector screen, and they just everything from the level start music to the menu music. It's amazing. Uh, the game intro, everybody's theme. It's insane. So they did it for quick. Uh, this is Quick Man, uh, the Quick Man stage. Yep. Uh, Bit Brigade covering it. Check this out. This is insane. Amazing. I mean, yeah, right? I mean, how do you even... Do they go through the whole game? Does the the person who's playing finish the game? As far as I know, they do. There's so many clips that I haven't put them all together. I haven't seen like a start to finish performance. But it looks like there's a clip for every part of the game on YouTube. So check them out. Bit Brigade. uh, It's insane. They play the whole thing live. Very cool. So next one, just winding it back, taking it back a little bit. um, An acoustic version of the intro uh, by The Warp Zone. You can find them on YouTube also. Um, Check this one out. It's a little bit more laid back, a little bit more extreme more than words vibe. (laughs) You get a nice little tambourine percussion in there. Uh, I actually think this one is, is super cool. Okay. crazy right i mean when you take them when you take the music out of the video game right like hear people actually playing it you're like Mm -hmm. whoa it's just good music in general i mean good music is good music period but sometimes you forget when it's just in the background and you're playing you know you're you're not playing a video game all the time really to listen to the music it's usually a night it's it's great when it's good but you're usually playing a game to play the game i mean i think you have for like for games to be for soundtracks to be iconic they had to be making really incredible music they were only limited to midi sounds four channels of uh sound if there wasn't a mapper chip in there it's like you know to you have to really be making incredible music in order for that to translate to midi yeah and so much of it does yeah it's great so one more okay uh and this is my favorite and a guy that you know. Uh, this is an acapella version of Metal Man stage. And this is Smooth McGroove. Oh, yeah. I know, I know you like this dude. Here he is. This is pretty nuts. And it's just like 12 of the dude. He just records over himself. It's uh, amazing. To make all, it's amazing. Check this out. <laughs> He's the best. That's he's the best. Incredible. I hope that I hope he's rich. I, I don't know how much, well, money, but like that. That's I took like the a kind of- I took a look before we were talking about him earlier. He has four hundred, almost four hundred fifty million views. Good for him. So I mean, yeah, that's I'm like sure talent, he's okay. You know, like it takes it takes a lot of time to do something like that. It takes right. talent to do it well, and he did he did this he. Uh, his Sonic the Hedgehog one is great. I mean, yeah. check him out. All Smooth the Zelda groove. stuff's great. Yeah, it's basically like, everything Koji Kondo did. He he does really well. Yeah, it's really something to see, and he shows you in the YouTube video like 
him singing every part into a microphone over oh, himself. Oh, that's right. That's a really cool part of it. He has like 15 windows and you get to see yeah. every track that he does. That Yeah, that's a really cool part aspect of it too. And he plays around with it too. Yep. So if, uh, you know, that's only four of hundreds and hundreds that are online. Right. Um, if you have any cool ones that, that you've seen out there, shoot us an email. I mean, we're all about this stuff. We love finding new video game music and people who cover it. Uh, that's it for this. Yeah. Okay. So now, Todd, let's let's talk villains. I mean, Mega Man obviously has some of the most iconic villains. Uh, also, some not so great villains. Um, right. <laughs> one of the one of the coolest facts about Mega Man is that a lot of the bosses were player submissions right like they're and they have mm-hmm. a ridiculous number like 700 thousand yeah, or more if they add up all the submissions because i think starting on Mega Man 2 that's when they start accepting submissions and there was over 700,000 for the length of the series okay so that's insane in the yeah. spirit of that i had my kids come up with some and then i mixed in some that uh are from actual Mega Man games uh and i'm going to uh test your metal here and see how good you are awesome all right, you ready? Let's yeah, just crank let's these out it. real quick. Let's do it. Lightning round, family feud style. <laughs> All right, you got it. I'll I know, put, I know my Mega Man, so I'm just putting that out there. 25 seconds on the clock. I'll, <laughs> I'll read. It's not really going to be 25 seconds, but I will read you a name, a quick description. You tell me Mega Man or some crap my kids made up. All right, <laughs> ready? <laughs> yes, you got it. All right, first one. Ground man digs into the ceiling, turns into a drill. Kids. Nope. Uh, Mega Man. Oh, really? Yep. Mega Man and Base. Oh, I know nothing about Mega Man and Base. Well, I got you already. All right. Mega next Man. up, next up, Fly Man can fly, shoots little mechanical bugs. That's a great villain, but that's a kid's villain. It is a kid's villain. Mm. Next it's a good one. up, next up, Moon Man, unpredictable jumps and shoots meteors. I want to say that's that's a Mega Man villain. Nope, not. Ah, come on. Nope. Courtesy of my kids, they made it up. Keep moving. Let's keep moving. Next okay. up, Dive Man fires missiles. Also, oh, I know it. That's real. Make- Sorry, that's real. Uh, you're right. You, you, you jumped right on it. Mega Man you know Five. Which- nope, four. Ah, four. Okay. You went for extra credit. You missed it. It's okay. <laughs> I tried. Keep going. Let's do it. It's all right. All right, you ready? Yep. Search Man sets traps, snipes from a distance. Oh my God, Search Man. It sounds real, but I'm gonna say uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say real. It is. It's real. Ah, Mega Man Eight. Mega Man 8, that's still NES. Yeah, that's still NES. Next up, Trident Man. Can come out and uppercut from the ground. He shoots tridents. I feel like I can see little Trident Man like jumping up and uppercut. Uh, that's got to be real. Nope. Crap, my kids made up. Yeah. Crap, my kids made up. Really? I can picture, I can see him like jumping, uppercutting from the water. Let me tell you this. Nice one. You can't. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, next up. You can't, not if you played Mega Man, you can. Right. Next up, Sword Man. Spinning around, he drops a large stone on the player's head. I feel like there is a Sword Man, but dropping a stone on the head sounds <laughs> totally ridiculous. So I'm going to say kids. All kids. Nope. 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 <gasps> really? Sword Man is real. Mega Man 8. I'm going to need to play Mega Is that on? Is Mega Man 8 on the Legacy Collection? Because I'm going to need to replay it. Yeah, I think it is. All right. I think it's on the second one. Okay. Okay. Now, this I'm gonna give you one more. All right. All right. Yeah. You're shoot, you're shooting about you're shooting about 500 right now. I'm fine know, with I'm not, 500. I'm not keeping track. It's not bad. A little I'm disappointing. Track. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you this one, and before you answer, I want you to think carefully and, th- and consider the fact. All right. There's probably there's probably many Mega Man games you haven't played. Maybe on the Game Boy Advance. Maybe somewhere in the corner. Well, we somewhere. know that's not true. That well, specifically Game Boy Advance, not true. But right. maybe there's just some. Think about this one. Yeah. Poop Man. Ground pound poop flies everywhere. He shoots, wait, liquid diarrhea. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to have to go kids on that one, but that's hysterical. Yeah, that's an actual real kids submission, obviously. And I <laughs> And I wasn't Can you wait, really, just I, re- repeat it one more time. He when he ground pounds, poop flies everywhere <laughs> and like, he shoots liquid diarrhea. I love that like you <laughs> You like literally just took it word for word from your kids. Yeah, courtesy of my four-year-old. I didn't ah, even ask for. I, I, I didn't even ask for explanation. I was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a great one. So, 
there you have it. Okay, so not bad. I think you were batting over 500. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I'm I'll take wrong. it. Uh, they they yeah. were great. I think Trident Man and Moon Man were really solid, solid entries that probably could have made it through the Inafune submission process. In the early 90s, Mega Man was everywhere, even at our book fairs. Scholastic released a series of novelizations of the most popular Nintendo games called Worlds of Power. I had them all, and I read them a hundred times each. But Mike, you... Yeah, no, I wasn't really familiar with this, but I also I have can't a terrible memory. That. Right, I that's a, true. I have a terrible memory, You, but you did introduce them to me, and now I have four or five of them. I have Bionic Commando, I yep, have great Metal one. Gear... Yep. Um, and a few others uh, I'll have to check. But you... Uh, Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Gaiden? Yes. yes, I picked up that one. So and did I you am- notice some, anything? What was the thing you noticed interesting on the cover of the uh, Ninja Gaiden book? He doesn't have a sword in his hand. Is that a big deal? Yeah, all the weapons were removed from the covers. So in uh, Metal Gear, where he's holding the gun and like sneaking around the corner, there's just no gun in his hand. Even Mega Man's gun, which he doesn't actually have in the game, is taken out of his hand. Smart. Yeah, they actually changed a little bit of the storylines too in some books to make them a little more kid-friendly. But, you know, the 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 thought was there. They were trying to get kids that were really into video games to do a little bit more reading. And um, yeah. yeah, so instead of Snake choking a guy out, he helps a kid <laughs> clean his room. <laughs> That's right. And hide Easter eggs on for Easter. I like it's, that. It's, it's sweet. Okay. Well, I thought it would be fun to record a dramatic reading from the book with the help of my son, who very excitedly and handily made all of the sound effects for Woodman. Nice. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. And now we're even reading the book together at night as like one of his first chapter books. So it's been it's been fun. It was a lot of fun to work on. And we have a ton more production pieces planned that I can't wait to share on future episodes. So without further ado, we present Mega Man versus Woodman. The drums echoed through the jungle. Mega Man's blood ran cold. Mecha monkeys popped up, hanging onto bamboo poles. They were giant apes with more muscles than Mega Man had ever seen. I hope none of these guys try to hug me, said Mega Man. I'd be Mega Mush in a minute. Mega Man was getting used to the beating of the drums. They were louder than ever. What a great beat, Mega Man said. Too bad I don't have any time to dance. Finally, he reached the gates of Woodman's chamber. The super robot lived inside a giant tree. Mega Man blasted his way inside. Woodman stood waiting, his leaf shield at the ready. Want a splinter, Mega Man? <laughs> Huge green leaves surrounded him, swirling all around. Then the leaves gathered together and flew toward Mega Man. Their edges were razor sharp. Woodman pounded his chest and roared. He was made entirely of wood, but that didn't keep him from yelling and carrying on like a jungle beast. Mega Man fired back, using the metal blade. Woodman ignored the flying blades. The metal weapon seemed to have no effect on him. Mega Man switched to his Mega Gun. Leaves were flying towards him, making it hard to see. He took the best aim he could and fired. The leaves kept coming. Woodman was jumping all over the place, beating on his chest and bellowing loudly. Mega Man didn't give up. He just kept on firing. Kablam! Pow! Finally, with one last bellow, Woodman fell to the earth. The drums stopped. All was quiet in the jungle. You'll make a lovely footstool, said Mega Man, as he took the leaf shield from Woodman. So, Todd, that's it for this week. There's only one thing left to do. What's that, buddy? Escape the show. Third best Ninja Turtle. Uh, uh, Donatello. That's wrong, but go ahead. The DuckTales, Tailspin, or Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck, always. Flintstones or Jetsons? Ooh, Jetsons. Okay, I like that. 
Spuds McKenzie or Max Hedrum? Wow, Spuds McKenzie. That, he could play out. He's a party animal. The dog wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I mean, I like that. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, Todd? Uh, Texas. Maybe. <laughs> What's Mario's doctorate in? Pill, uh, pills. He's a, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a pill doctor. It's a pill butcher. Uh, yeah. Steal from shopkeepers, yes or no? Oh, no, I can't. I hate that. Really? You? I mean, if I got it, I do what I gotta do. Um, Bimmy or Jimmy? Always Bimmy. Always. Does Master System sound a little Nazi-ish to you? <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, it does. Um, Mr. Belvedere, real accent or no? It's real and it's fantastic. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? Um, Doctor Doom. Judge Doom. Judge, Judge Doom. We're not doing partial credit. All right, fair enough. Power pad or power glove? Both same time. Oh, it's too much power for one man. I think we made it. I think we're out of the show. I love that segment. I think that is my favorite part of the show. Yeah, it's a good time. So that's it for us. Um, That is all for the first episode of the Super Nintendad's Entertainment Podcast. Please share your memories and comments with us, as well as suggestions for the eShop of Horrors. You can reach us on Twitter at SuperNintendads or by email at SuperNintendads at gmail.com. And finally, please share this episode if you enjoyed it, as well as leaving a review or rating on the platform you listen to us. It really helps us to get this little show out to as many people as possible. We're listener-supported and be sharing details on an exclusive Patreon in the coming weeks. Remember, gaming should be fun. See you soon. <laughs>